Hello and welcome to Cousin Chat, where we talk about what matters. If you're already a listener, welcome back. If this is your first time with us, welcome to the family. I'm your host, Donna Pazan, and today we're talking about the difference between nurturing your children's talents versus making them do something they just don't want to do. So joining me for this chat today is Kenyana Briscoe. Kenyana, say hello to the people. Hello, people. So Kenyana, when I was thinking about doing this chat today, I was thinking about all the young people out there who have so many gifts and talents that they just sit on. You know, either they don't want to take the classes to get better, or they just don't want to do anything with the gifts that they already have. And the adults that are sitting around, you know, watching them with their gifts just get frustrated because they know how great they could be if they would just develop the talent. So as a parent, you know, do you have or have you noticed any talents or gifts in your children that they don't want to pursue? And if so, what is that like? You know, of seeing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, both of my girls play instruments and they can draw. My younger daughter does not like her own artwork, mm. which blows my mind because she's really gifted at it. I mean, I she didn't get that from me, the drawing. I can't draw. She draws well, but she does not like her own drawing. So she just has pretty much decided she doesn't want to draw. And I'm trying to explain to her, I've said on more one occasion, if you don't like something that you have created, just, you know, start over, keep trying to make it better. Um, we've done things like um, we've gone to different cons. So like Comic-Con we have here in DC, BlurCon. And so she's seen um, other artists up close. And we actually talked to one artist and he said that his brother is the one that always had the coolest art when they were growing up. And his art isn't, you know, wasn't as good as his brother's. However, he's the one that actually draws comics now. His brother doesn't. Hmm. And he's and and um, he said, but it, you know, it took for me to to do, you know, stick. He's I had to stick with it. I had to stick with it, and it got better and better. So, you know, and I'm looking at her. I'm like, you can do this too. And she's just like, <laughs> the look on her face is like, yeah, okay, well, whatever. You know, it's not me. And and but it's so crazy because like, her big sister draws all the time. When she gets bored, that's the first thing she does is pull out, you know. Um, paper and a pencil and she just starts you know sketching but my baby just doesn't want to do it and I know she can like if somebody tells her draw a cartoon character she can literally draw that character and people are like wait a second why is she not drawing because she doesn't like what she made she just thinks it's okay and I'm like are you kidding me you should see me try to draw what you just draw trust me it's a mess but um, I've had both girls say, well, you just say stuff like that because you're our mom and you're supposed to say that. But no, I, I really, you know, I, I hope she'll get back to it. You know, just I, I, that's one thing I want to keep, you know, I want to nurture something that she wants to do, but she just, she doesn't like it. So I, I don't know. Well, hopefully one day she will want to. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the hard part because I'm thinking of the guy that you just talked about who said that um, he was it he got good at it. Yeah, he got better at it. But he, he wanted practicing. to do it. Right. Yes. He kept practicing, but see he mm -hmm. wanted to do it. Right. And that's the difference. Right. And so I'm wondering like how do you or do you keep at her 
so that she wants to do it. Like, cause I don't think that that will work. Like, you know, when you see like that's that fine line, like, do you completely stop? Because right. then, or, or do you mention it every now and then? I mentioned you know every I mean? now and then for her. And I'm gonna tell you why. Because mm-hmm. I, I, she's a perfectionist. And I think the problem is more so that she gets frustrated that it's not as good as her sister's. It's not supposed to be as good as her sister's. It's her art. Right. And I want her to embrace her art. It isn't, it's not supposed to look like your sister's. It's supposed to be yours. Um, you know, and I get what you're saying. So for example, um, she has played the viola um, for the last years. She does not want to play the viola anymore, okay? And this last school year, it was me and my husband telling her, okay, you have to practice, okay? You gotta practice. Um, you know, she didn't like the sound, again, kind of like with the drawing, she wouldn't like a sound that she created. I'm like, well, you have to practice so that it sounds better. So then she said, okay, and she put in the work to get that assignment done. But if it was something that she didn't have to be graded on, you know, she, she didn't care. So I was asking her, I said, well, I don't understand why this is so hard. You know, we talked about it all last summer about you, do you want to play this year? And you said, yeah, she goes, well, actually I didn't want to upset you. And I think, why would it upset me? I kept asking you if you wanted to do this. It, I told you it, it doesn't, I don't need for you to do this if you don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. And so I said, so for this year, we're not doing that, okay? I'm taking her, her instrument back to the shop, you know, because we were renting it. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I, I want you to want this. This is not me wanting you to, to want this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, I know she got wrapped up in, and I, hearing me say that I was excited that we have musicians in the house because on my husband's side she and her sister are third generation musicians on our side it's like fifth generation you know and I I think that's an awesome thing and she I guess she felt like you know well if I don't play then I'm not in that group and but my thing is she still plays the piano so she's still be in that group (laughs) I don't understand Mm -hmm. so um you know but I told her I said you have to understand that one thing that especially 2020 but I was like, being in this lockdown, you know, when we were in it, in it. I said, you know, one thing it's taught me is that you cannot waste your time doing things you don't want to do. Right. I need you to really focus on the things you want to do. So you don't want to play the viola, sweet pea. You're not playing the viola. It's not a problem. So, you know, it's just, it's, it's, I just don't want it. I don't want them, either of them, to, to, to be excited about something because they think, I'm excited about it. I want them to be excited about the stuff they do. And I think it's also important to have those um, important conversations. Mm-hmm. The, the, that communication is important. And when you talk about parents having uh, those conversations with their children in terms of activities and things that their children are into, those conversations are important because it, it also helps to kind of build that work ethic early in terms of like say for example a child who joins a team right Right. and um you look at say a kid who may join a baseball team now they may not be good on the team and so you don't want the kid to just quit 
because they're not good. Mm-hmm. You, you you want them to stick it out. You don't want to let them just quit. But you also don't want to make them stay on the team if right. they hate the game. Right. You know what I mean? You want to make sure that you're not making them play just because you wanted to play baseball and you never got to play baseball when you were a kid. Right. You know, so that's why those conversations are important to have. So at least if they sign up, you know, at least one season and if they want to quit, you know, have that conversation. Well, why do you want to quit? Why? Like what happened? What What's going on? Why is it because, you know, and well, I'm not really good. Well, did you try? Have you, you know, are you making the practices? Like, is it because you just had to sit on the bench? Like, what is the, re- you know, have those conversations because you may not be um, the best player, but that doesn't mean that you quit the uh, right out the gate, you know, you know, the, the, because a lot, I think a lot of times um, when kids join teams and become parts of uh, things like that, it helps to build character. You know, and say, and say if you're playing an interested, in, I mean, an instrument, and you become part of a band, those those things are good. You know, mm-hmm. for kids, you, you know, you you, le- you learn a lot. You learn a lot about yourself. Um, now, but say like with the viola, I'll take your 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 daughter for instance. She she played it long enough. She stuck it out long enough. To know that she just doesn't want to play it anymore. Right. And that's part of, like, just what is her age? You don't have to say her name. Just what's her age? 11. And she played it long enough to know that now, you know what, Mommy? I don't, I don't want to play this anymore. Right. And, you know, that's the age where you start experimenting with different things. And, you know, like, I don't like this. Right. You know what I mean? But that's what this age is for. Right. Exactly. Trying instruments and things like that. But um, that's where that guidance comes in. You know, and and that's where that, um, uh, like I said, that guidance comes in. It's it's not where you say, well, you're going to play it. You know, you said you wanted to play. Well, I'm going to, you're going to play it. No, no, because then now comes the resentment and no, I'm not going to play it. Right. So, so, and we had to have that conversation. Right. What happened was when she was like, well, I, I just don't want to do this anymore. I'm like, well, it's the fall. So now you got to finish school here. It's fine if you don't want to do it. But now you have to understand, you've got Christmas concerts coming up. Yes, they're virtual, but like you're saying, you're part of a band. So your piece is a part of something bigger. There are people that are relying on you. Your teacher is expecting you to show up. So you got to stick it out through this year which means that you're going to have to practice so that you have the sound that you want. At the end of the school year, I am happy to stop that instrument off. But you have committed to this school year that you are going to play your instrument. We both signed a contract that you're going to show up when it's time for performances. You're going to practice for each performance. So this is what we're going to do. But yeah, I know it was in, when, she, when she decided that's definitely not what we're going to, you know, that she didn't want to do it again, that's fine. That at the end of the year, I will turn it in. But what you're not going to do is you just can't quit. You just can't quit when you're when you're a part of something that, you know, that your participation, you know, needs to be there. You know, they're relying on you to be a part of it. Then, yeah, you, you got to do it. They're, they're, this is not just about you at this point. Right. And there are lessons to be learned, you know. And that's one thing that is always a very interesting conversation when it comes to teens and coaches 
and teachers when it comes to kids getting in trouble mm-hmm. and um, the punishment being taking the kids out of a game. Because people look at that very differently. Because when you take a kid, I know this is kind of going off topic a little bit, but when you take a kid out of a game as a punishment, you're not just punishing that kid. Right. And we'll leave that there. I'll come, we'll have that another conversation about that because that to me sounds like a whole different chat, wouldn't you say? I say, yes. And yeah, we'll come back to that one <laughs> because that sounds like a good one. So when we think, so when we think about people who, or young people who have these gifts, I guess there is a, um, well, not so much a fine. Well, there is, I guess, a fine line between nurturing a gift and kind of just guiding them along, like to make sure that they don't lose it, because we don't want to pressure them but we also don't want them to lose it. We want to make sure that they, you know, we want to make sure that they, we want to make sure they use it. I, and, and I want to be sure that they have explored everything. I remember having a conversation with um, my mom about just, <laughs> why can't I just be like a normal kid, just go to school and come home? This is junior high, because I was cheerleading and I was in the band, I was in piano and, and I was just like, well, I don't want to do all of this. And she said, it'd be different if I didn't think you couldn't handle it. And she said, not only that, I want you to have choices. You know, if you, for some reason, you know, decide you don't want to play the piano, you can still, you know, do something a little bit athletic. You know, you don't want to do that. You've still got your brain because you are smart. You've got your, you know, education. Just, I want you to be able to have choices. And so I get that, you know, um, I think that me and my husband do a pretty good job of trying to nurture our children's interests. We ask them, you know, what they like, um, they're into gaming, you know, we, he'll sit down and play with them, you know, um, they like anime, we'll sit down and, you know, watch anime with them and um you know talk about the different artistic styles um you know the kind of music that accompanies some of the anime they like that kind of stuff um you know they, it's we have those conversations we they um were both running track at one point um the older one has decided that she thinks she wants to go back to doing it so that's I'm looking forward to, to maybe getting behind that. They both said I'm too loud in the in the stands, but that's because that's what I'm supposed to do. Cheerleader, so mommy's supposed mm-hmm. to do. Um, the younger one, she doesn't, she hasn't decided yet. When she stopped running track, she said it was because, and she actually stopped very early into the practice season. I couldn't understand why, and it was really interesting. She just said it hurts, and but she was really young at the time, and I, we were wondering, did we start her too early with it? And they said no. Um, but I started no- noticing a few other things sometimes where she would just say, you know, if we're walking around too much that, you know, certain things hurt and, um, come to find out that she actually has, um, 
uh, she her joints she's like double jointed all over the place and has hyperextension. And they said that sometimes that can cause problems with her knees. And so that's why she had been in pain. So it's again, one of those things where you have to have the conversation because I wouldn't let it go because it wasn't just that, you know, she didn't, it wasn't that she wasn't interested, but she finally just put her foot down and she was like, it hurts. And I was like, I don't understand what he made. She said, every, it, it hurts. My, my legs hurt, my legs hurt. And so, yeah, it, it took a, a couple years and finally, you know, and we talked to a couple of doctors and then we finally got to a specialist and they said, that's what it was. So, but you do have to, you, you should, you should not just let things go because you think maybe they just, you know, don't want to do it. You, like you said, you have to ask why. You should ask why. And I believe in having conversations with my children. So what advice would you give to parents who have children who they uh, see have gifts or talents, but they're not using them and they really want to pull those talents out of them, but they just don't know how? What advice would you give to them? Try to meet them where they are. So if your child likes art, figure out if they're the kind of person that likes to draw or paint, you know, take them to a couple of museums. You know, you may find out that you're the one that likes the museums and they don't, which I have had that happen to me because I love museums and everyone else is bored to death. Um, or, you know, take them to a comic book store. They may like that. Um, take them to, uh, or, or not. Um, your husband may like the comic book store more than they do. You know, take them to a Comic-Con or BlurredCon or some kind of other con where you all are completely swept away, which is what happens to us every year um, because there's something for everyone. But I would tell you, you know, talk to your children, give them permission, give them the space to explore their talents. Interesting. Sounds great. Guys, well, if you're still hanging with us, and you must be because you're still here, thank you so much. And if you want to follow Cousin Chat, and I hope you do, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to listen to our episodes, you can do that on CousinChat.com. That's C-U-Z-N-C-H-A-T.com links to your favorite podcast streaming platforms are there as well such as apple podcasts and spotify and breaker and all those other streaming platforms are there as well and we always leave you with something to think about so the takeaway i have for today you know is just basically you know sometimes your children may not play the sport or the instrument you want them to play and that's okay you know what they need most is your support and your guidance and who knows in time they may just decide to start listening to you you know and follow the dream that you have for them but you know better yet the dream they have for themselves but um Kenyana do you have anything to add to that takeaway I think that's a perfect takeaway thank you well, great. So until we come back, I'm Donna. I'm Kenyana. And this has been another episode of Cousin Chat. Be blessed, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.